Welcome to The Boss Bar, brought to you by Boss Up Magazine. The Boss Bar is the official podcast for emerging entrepreneurs and successful business owners. Tune in each and every Thursday for an intimate conversation with the boss behind the business. Want to learn more about our guest? Simply go to bossupmag.org. I am your host, Destiny, and we have an amazing show lined up for you today. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, bosses. Are you interested in promoting your business on a global scale? Do you need help to formulate a strategic message for your clients? Would you like to possibly have your products and services showcased in print, digital, television, or perhaps even this podcast? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you should definitely consider advertising with Boss Up Magazine. Boss Up Magazine is the official place where bosses make power moves. We offer affordable solutions that empower businesses to level up by promoting their brand on a higher scale. Don't delay. Contact us now at info at bossupmag.org to make your boss move today. That's info at bossupmag.org. And now, back to the show. Hey, Boss Bar family. I am so excited about today's show. I mean, I know a lot of my episodes are kind of formal, straight to the point, a little businessy, but today's guest, she's from Detroit, Michigan, and we already have a cool little bond. So when Bunny Mae came on the show, things got really real, okay? <laughs> so y'all are really going to enjoy this episode. A little bit about Bunny. She's a PR strategist that specializes in helping entrepreneurs and small businesses amplify their message to outlets that they may not have always had access to. She's a networking extraordinaire and has her own female uh, networking group in Detroit. And she also provides a service called the Red Carpet Experience. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on the show. Some topics that we cover uh, is the power of networking, the importance of being really real, and like I said, we do get really real on this show, FYI. If you can't handle the realness, you may want to exit. And finally, we talk about how to be true to your brand when times get hard. Stay tuned. The Boss Bar Podcast is coming up in a few minutes. It's time for the Boss Move of the Week. This is the part of the show where we recognize the work of up-and-coming entrepreneurs, entertainers, creatives, and those giving back to the community. Today's Boss Move of the Week goes to Candice from Detroit. Candice is a producer who just had a very successful launch party of her show called Finding Real Love Detroit. Candace is getting this award because she is creating positive narratives around the city of Detroit and also amplifying stories that aren't usually heard in the media. I heard that her launch party was great. She had lots of press and lots of um, really good reception around it. So I just want to encourage you, Candace, uh, from the Boss Bar, keep up the good work. Keep, keep those good, positive stories coming out. 
and uh, we'll support you and continue to support you every step of the way. If you'd like to nominate someone for Boss Move of the Week, send us an email at bossbarpod at gmail.com. And now, let's get into the conversation between the bosses. Welcome to the Boss Bar Podcast, where we introduce you to the boss behind the business. Today, I'm really excited to invite someone from my hometown of Detroit, Bunny the Blogger. The blonde blogger, a.k.a. Bunny the Blogger, is a media creative and super well-known for spreading awareness for small businesses in the city of Detroit and beyond. Bunny has this special knack for connecting the right people to the right purpose. In addition to getting recognition for businesses in the media, Bunny also offers the red carpet experience, which includes red carpet hosting and adds a level of prestige and excellence to events. Bunny is also launching a networking collective called the Girl Gang LLC, which launches in June. This collective supports female business owners in Detroit with creative events, discounts, and fellowship with one another. Bunny does this because she believes that every business is important and has a purpose and also has a story to share. Welcome to the show, Bunny. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited. I'm thankful, and I'm honored to be here today. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Um, You know, in our pre-talks, we mentioned that we both are literally at the boss bar for the first time. (laughs) Yes. I have my bottle of uh, Chardonnay that I'm sipping on slightly. It's been a long day of work. Um, Yes. Yes, I have my smooth red today. I'm sipping on smooth today. (laughs) Okay, okay. Boss bar in action. So uh, we're both from Detroit. And I have to ask yes. you this. Now, nobody, nobody has asked this in a while. I don't know if people even care oh, anymore because I haven't been in the city in a while. <laughs> but where do you think you could get the best Coney dog? Is it L.A. or American? Oh, man. Neither? Uh, neither, really. Like, <laughs> you honestly have to go outside of downtown to get the best Coney's. Like, I prefer legends. Like, I just yes, love me some It is good. Which one? Like the ones that's on, I only know about the ones on the east side. No, there's some on the west, too. There's one on Davidson. That's my favorite. <laughs> Davidson and what? Uh, Davidson and the cross street is Linwood. No, oh. uh, De- yeah, Lex Dexter, like Davidson Dexter. Linwood yeah, I've area. never been to that one. It's probably, you know, you're right. Like, so like in a city like Detroit, <laughs> like pretty much anywhere you go, like, that's hood enough. You should be able to get a pretty good, decent, average, standard, good. Okay, yes. Out. Like, it's not really that It has difficult. to be hood, though. Like, it has yeah. to be hood. It has to have potholes in the driveway. The door <laughs> has to be hanging off the hinges. Like, if it's not hood, it's not good, baby. Glass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bulletproof glass. Like, they got to talk to you from behind the window. Like, hey, can I get a tiny nut, please? <laughs> Oh, gosh, that's funny. Detroit, Detroit. So, um, Yes, my hometown, I love it. <laughs> let's talk about your background. Now, we know you're from Detroit. Um, let's yeah. talk about, like, what school did you go to? What did you study to kind of get you in this uh, field of PR? 
Um, so, like I said, I'm originally from Detroit. Uh, well, actually, I'm from Inkster, and I moved to Detroit. So it's a little, uh, mm. but you say Inkster, and people are like, I don't know where yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, I went to Eastern, and I, mass, I, I majored in uh, communication. Okay. And uh, I've always been, you know, very well spoken. I've always been able to relate to people on a different level. Um, connect with all types of individuals, so it was natural to me to come to uh, communications. And I didn't focus solely on PR. What I did was I just went into the general topic of communications because it brought in so many horizons. It allows mm-hmm. you to go into the media aspect, uh, the PR aspect, the um, public relations, of course, public relations, but the actual communications aspect. It includes journalism. So mm-hmm. it was a wide variety of subjects that were uh, covered under that communications umbrella, and it just it just served me well. Like it did me so good, and I loved EMU, EMU all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're an EMU fan, huh? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so what was it that kind of made you say, um, you know, I really want to take the next step and do this on my own, you know, like coming out of college, I don't know, some people may go work for PR firms or communication firms or magazines and stuff. What was it that made you say, I want to make my own brand? Well, I did that. Um, straight out of college, I was, you know, uh, if you ask anyone from my past, I was very well-versed. Um, you know, I was in the military. I had my daughter. I was in school. So there were a lot of avenues that opened up for me coming out of school. Um, my biggest was journalism. I was a journalist right out of school. And I just didn't like having a cap over me. Like, if you know me or if you've been around me, I have a big personality. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't miss this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to this. So one thing that I just I don't like is being limited on what I, what I can and cannot say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like being limited to the audience that I can reach. Mm-hmm. So when I was a journalist, um, you know, I did work for some local publications, but they were always, uh, you know, there were so many regulations, so many rules, so many standards. And, you know, I, and to this day, some of them still apply, of course, because there's a strict bylaw for um, for publications. But mm-hmm. with me going out on my own, I was able to reach people at their level. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a condescending tone when I was writing. It wasn't... Um, you know, I wasn't on a pedestal. I literally mm-hmm. was in the masses. I'm in the mix. I can go to these events with you. I can celebrate with you. When you lose, I lose. Mm-hmm. When she wins, I win. And on that level, I can relate to people. You okay. know what I'm saying? It's, it's always a difference when you're writing about something and you can't relate to it. So okay. with me being on my own and with me being freelance, I was definitely able to relate. Or me being freelance, I'm able to relate to people who are you know, my peers, my associates. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's just one thing that I absolutely love about being able to be on my own. So tell me a little bit more about your brand. Like, what is the Bunny the Blogger brand? So the <laughs> Bunny the Blogger brand actually started as, it's very funny because my logo, my very first logo were two rabbits pumping. Girl, don't get me going. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to double back and apologize, but... <laughs> it truly represented, <laughs> I know, right? I'll send you a picture, I promise. It's the, it's the funniest thing ever. So um, it, it started as just a space where you can be yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's mm-hmm. a brand that represents you. 
it's not about me. Like, I can, I know that I can do this. I know that I can get the job done. I know if I put the pedal to the metal, I can push forward and I can do pretty much anything that I set my mind to. But everyone doesn't feel that. Everyone doesn't understand that. So what the Bunny Brand is, is that it's that extra push that you need, whether it be mm. a public figure push, whether it's the red carpet push, whether it's the girl gang push, whatever that mm. extra oomph that you need to get your feet in, that, in the dirt and get going, that's who we are. If you mm. need a phone call in the middle of the night, that's us. If you need the mm. text early in the morning, we're here. If you need an inspirational Facebook post, we're here. If you need someone to come and pick up your kids after school, call your sitter. But we're here. But no, like uh, beautiful. <laughs> yes, that's what that's who we are. We support you. We represent you. We are you. Yeah. I think uh just networking and just being able to connect uh, people together is just really important. That's one thing I saw in your bio as I was reading it that I really loved. Um, it said that Bunny has a knack for connecting the right people to the right purpose. And networking is so important because if it wasn't for connect, um, networking, you and I would have never connected with each other. I mean, yes. I knew you through a mutual friend, uh, the editor-in-chief of Boss Up Magazine. You hosted her <laughs> event in Chicago. Uh, so you yes. guys know she doesn't. She's not confined only to the city of Detroit. She does travel. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> all over, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> you hosted her event in Chicago, and then like from that, I followed you. She was like, "Oh, do you know about Bunny the blogger? She's from Detroit." I'm like, "What? I'm from Detroit. What you mean?" I'm so <laughs> and so then I followed and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, she's really cool." And you know, when I was home, I think the last time I was there, you connected me with even more women. So you really do have yes. a gift. For for connecting people, and it, it really is um, something that's a beautiful thing, you know? Yes, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. For a long time, I fought it. Like, I didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I, I fought against, you know, a lot of people don't realize their, their purpose when it's right in their face, and that was my purpose, and I just was like, no, I'm good. I want to be a homebody, or no, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't feel like going out today, or I don't want to answer the phone today, and I fought it for a long time, but every single time that I fought it, it came back tenfold. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was to the point where I couldn't deny that this is my purpose. This is literally who I am. This is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So to see that I'm able to connect other people to their purpose, that just means so much to me. Like, I get goosebumps, girl. I be crying. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a beautiful so, I mean, thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing, thing yeah. when your purpose comes together with people that really do believe in you and believe. Like, they're headed in the same direction. You know what I mean? Like, when, when we had that impromptu brunch um, at the Applebee's with our wonderful yes. margaritas. so amazing. Uh, it was just like a fire. <laughs> I feel like a fire was lit in all of us just because just talking about our vision for the things that we felt we were called to do. And um, that, that was just really, really great. Um, so I want to talk a little bit, get more into like your career and your business. Um, what, what are the, what is like the demographics of the people that you serve? Like are these, uh, mostly small businesses, corporations, Instagram companies? Like tell me, give me a picture of the people, the clients that you have. 
Okay, so my my main clientele is entrepreneurial women um, between the ages of twenty five and thirty uh, twenty five and thirty five. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, they are you know women who are looking to start their business. Look or look or um, I'm sorry, women who are already in their business and looking for resources to further their business. Um, you know, but that, I don't want to stop there. I don't want it to be confined to that. I want the women who are just, you know, I want the stay-at-home moms to be involved. I want the nine-to-five, you know, I want those to, I want my corporate women to be involved. I want this to be for everyone. Um, my biggest dynamics right now is uh, for the small business owners, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So exactly how does it work? If I was a small business and I came to you and said, hey, Bunny, I want to get some, um, some this, this particular event amplified or I want to get, you know, put in some more publications or things like that, um, how does that exactly work? So we would sit down and we would have a consultation of either by the phone or face-to-face. I prefer face-to-face with a drink. At the boss bar, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. but we would definitely uh, we would definitely um, have a consultation, see where I can help you, whether it be in marketing, advertising, um, product placement, um, or just content. A lot of times, people have the the product, they just don't know how to push it out. They don't mm-hmm. know how to promote it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where I come in, and I kind of give you a marketing plan. We create a marketing plan based around what you need. Um, or we create a promotional plan or, you know, whatever it is, a content creation plan, whatever it is that you need, um, then we will go ahead and move from there. So we start the consultation, we come up with a plan based on your needs, and then we put that plan into action. Okay. That makes sense. Now, I would say um, just looking at social media trends, it just seems like, Everybody wants to be a coach. Everybody wants to be a publicist. Everybody wants to be a PR person. Everybody can connect you. Everybody got the hookup and a plug. So, (laughs) right, I may need to take a sip on that one. But what what makes uh, the bunny hole and your brand and your brand of PR marketing, what makes that different and stand apart from all the rest? So, we are we stand apart because we're for one we're very genuine. Um, we never showcase anything that we can't do. So if I tell you I can do something, it's because I have proven results that it's been done. Mm-hmm. I will never tell you that I can complete something that I can't do. Um, now, mm-hmm. if I do tell you that I don't know how to do something, better believe I have a referral for you to go to someone who does know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never let anyone walk away empty-handed, whether it be a referral a resource, um, an actual service provided, no one walks away from the bunny hole unserviced, period. Mm. And that's something that we really take pride in. We take pride in being able to cater to people's needs. We be able to, we're able to provide them with, re- with resources. Even if it's not ourselves, we want to see you succeed, and sometimes we're not the company to help you get there, and we understand mm-hmm. that. But just because that's not our job doesn't mean that we don't know someone who can so I'm not that person who's like, oh, girl, I don't know. Good luck. Better Google it. Like, that's not <laughs> right, me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. if I know someone that provides that service, absolutely, you're getting that You're getting that referral. You're getting that resource so that maybe in the future you can hand that off to someone else. So that's think, something that we really take pride in and set that unique. I think that level of authenticity is something that's really missing in businesses today. Um, a lot of them, businesses, influencers, 
um, just people in general, they will say whatever you pay them to say. They don't care. Absolutely. They're, they're not authentic. They're not real. And you can tell. Like this whole brand of transparency and being real mm-hmm. or woke or whatever, it really actually exposes a lot of people. And that's yes. not really what this podcast is about today. I could have a whole other show about that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to see. Like, I love when I talk to people that, you know, they're like, well, if, if I'm not the person, I will connect you to the person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that shows that you Absolutely. really care about your clients. Yes, yes. I care about my clients, and I want them to return. So if you want someone to come back, like, it, it's almost like um, – my mother used to tell me, like, when people buy a product, they don't necessarily, if they buy it from a small business, they don't necessarily need that product from you. They can go to Target or Walmart or whatever the case is and get that product. People are buying into you. So mm-hmm. what better way to invest in someone is to be authentic? Like, I'm not going to let mm-hmm. you spend money with me, and I'm not going to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just, it just doesn't add up. It, it's not, it doesn't make sense. I can't sleep with myself at night knowing that I told someone I can do something and I can't. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me more about the girl gang? Oh, I love girl gang. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so girl gang started as I've been connecting with so many women. Um, I love I love our women. I love our women from entrepreneurial to black women to Puerto Rican. It, it doesn't matter. Women in any way, shape, or form are like little magical unicorns running around here, like just sprinkling fairy dust everywhere. <laughs> like I love women. Like you don't understand. So I love to see them win. And one thing that I don't see a lot of is other women supporting women when they win. So a lot mm-hmm. of people will say, like, oh, girl, yeah, I got your back. Or, oh, yeah, girl, when you get it, we we in this together. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's not, it's not genuine. It's not authentic. And then when you win or when you walk across that stage, there's no one there. Mm. And um, and this is something that just started Girl Gang. So Girl Gang, Girl Gang just started with women coming together and being able to support other women, whether it be providing resources or whether it is from providing um, discounts, which is something that I absolutely love, um, mm-hmm. or webinars or seminars or you know any anything that a woman may need, you can go to the Girl Gang and get advice on how to shave. Oh. <laughs> you can go to the girl gang and you can get a mentor that's a good 20 plus years older than you are. You can go to the girl gang and you can receive advice or a listening ear for what you have going on at home. It's just a, it's really a support system for women who really need it. Mm. And yeah. I love it. I love it. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like one of my, like I said, before, one of my favorite parts is the discount card. So if you are a member of girl gang, uh, we have a directory of businesses that are local, online. Uh, there's some restaurants, hair vendors. Oh, wow. And if you have a membership, yeah, absolutely. If you have a membership with Girl Gang, then you receive a discount on your purchase. So you just oh. go in there, you show them your Girl Gang card. You can get um, from 5 to 20% off of your purchase. Um, and then you wrap points. So when you get to a certain level of points, then you start getting gifts. Oh, that's so really dope. Just like, yes. You really <laughs> are. Like, um, I'm good, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I, you know. But I don't, you know, I don't brag about it. I don't go out promoting that. I just promote that women need to connect more with other women, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, if you want to say it, you can say it. I won't say it, though. I won't say it. <laughs> 
So how would somebody uh, become a member of the Girl Gang? Well, our soft launch will be on June 1st, and it okay. will be available online. All of the resources will be available at mygirlganginc.com. Okay. And then on July 20th, we'll be having our physical launch party, and that's just we'll have um, discounted memberships available. We will have Girl Gang apparel available, and we'll Ooh. have a couple of vendors there. It's an ice cream social, um, so just come out, have a good time, get you some ice cream. Hope you're not like us intolerant, and <laughs> you know, just have a good time and meet a lot of the other girl gang members. Okay, I like that. Um, so we're gonna go to commercial break, but when we come back, guys, we're gonna talk to Bunny about her why, what makes her passionate <laughs> about the girl gang, and what she does. So we'll be right back after these few messages. If networking with people headed to the top is something you enjoy, the Cupcakes and Conversation Tour is an event you do not want to miss. Meet us in Wilmington, Delaware on July 20th, where we will be sharing the ins and outs of being a boss with people making major boss moves. This event will have cupcakes, mimosas, guest speakers, and more. Go to www.bossupmag.org to get your tickets today. That's www.bossupmag.org. Hey, we're back talking with Bunny May about how she became a boss in the PR and communications field. Hey, Bunny, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. I am excited to be here maxing and relaxing at the boss bar. Yes, girl. <laughs> Cheers to us. Um, yes. <laughs> so this part, I kind of just wanted to talk about your why. Kind of what makes you get up every morning? Why do you do this um, promotion of other other people, other women, other businesses? Uh, what's your inspiration? Okay, so I get a little emotional, so excuse me if you can't understand me. If I sound like I got snot running, it's because I do. Um, <laughs> one of the things that motivates me so much is that um, I genuinely love women. Like, I genuinely want people to win. Mm -hmm. And when I was beginning or when I was in my beginning phases, I didn't have a lot of support. Um, one of my first celebrity interviews that I ever did, which I have never released, I've never told my story, so it's just a snippet. Um, one of the very first interviews I did, it was a celebrity interview, and I had my phone, and I had a cardboard box. And my phone was propped up on a cardboard box, and I did a Skype interview. <laughs> you hear my voice wow. cracking. So. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I did it. And this was a celebrity. You know, this was someone that is A-list. He was in the movies at the time. He had a movie out. And mm. I just was so unprepared. And then when I started doing more in the community, I started moving more in the community, I saw that there's really no one out there to help women or to help people in general. You know, like, everyone has a starting point, and everyone mm -hmm. acts like they're so ashamed of their starting point, or mm -hmm. um, they act like they didn't have a starting point, a point mm -hmm. or it doesn't exist. And my my purpose, um, one of the reasons that I keep going is because I remember that starting point, and mm -hmm. I know what it's like. I, I know that feeling. I know you feel helpless. You feel lost. You feel like there's no one there, you know, and I just want to be that for someone else. I want to be there for someone else. Mm. 
It was tight. Like I said, I'm so emotional about it. Um, I, I never opened up about this part, but I, I did say I would start talking about it more. Um, mm. <laughs> but I just really want to be able to help other people succeed and know that you're not alone. Like, there are resources out there. Yeah. I had such a hard time. Yeah, I had a really hard time, like, connecting with other business owners, and they would, like, no, I'm not telling you, or, girl, you better find mm-hmm. out, or go Google mm-hmm. it. And it's like, yeah. dang, why are you so mean? Like, I'm not yeah. taking food out of your mouth, you know? So, or, or they um, kind of want to see you have that clout before they get involved. They want to see your your track record instead of just looking at your determination, like you know your mm-hmm. your uh your, your passion, your goals, like your passion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't have that, and I and I know what it feels like to not have that. So what I want to do is I want to change that stereotype of women not helping other women. I want to mm-hmm. fight that stereotype that there's no one there. I want people to know like it's okay to support other women. Like, mm. it, it's, it's kind of like that one man can change the world song with Big Sean. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Like, it's okay to for one person to start something and other people pick up on it. If yeah. I show people that it's okay to support another person, then I've inspired someone else to support to someone help. So that's yeah, two more people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it starts. So I think a why. lot of people they need yes. to they need to just start. Like that's what my mm-hmm. guest last week that was his big thing was just start. Mm-hmm. Nothing usually when you look at a great creation, when you look at the first um iteration of it the first time they did it it wasn't great it wasn't perfect it wasn't anything mm-hmm. like the work Ooh, of God, art I got the boss on many times. <laughs> yeah, like it's not any, but, but the thing is is that you actually started, you actually did something instead mm-hmm. of like talking about it or just like, yeah. oh, one day I'm going to start a podcast. Like, no, you actually took the <laughs> steps to actually do it. And that's something to be commended mm-hmm. for, whether it was perfect or you messed up or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. went for it. Even though, you know, you did that interview with the cardboard box and the phone. You know, look at you now. You're red carpet, and you didn't even mention this, but you host red carpets for corporate companies. Like it's not, it's not just small businesses or just emerging um, companies that you do. Yes. Emerging entrepreneurs, like you do this on a big, like you really, really do this. <laughs> yes, I, like I, our, um, I believe our biggest red carpet was uh, Cadillac. That was yes. our biggest. Yeah, like you, I might have to clip that and put that at the beginning because you definitely downplayed yourself a lot. I was thinking in my head, like, so is she? I told, look, I told you, you say that. I don't say that. I won't say that. Oh, you I'm say gonna that. I'm going to make you say that because the next question is, um, what has been your most proud moment in your career thus far? So I want to hear about the Cadillacs, the Fords, the big sponsorships. <laughs> I want to hear about it because I see them. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so my biggest moment, uh, my proudest moment was, oh, my goodness. Like, I I take pride in everything that I do, so it's really hard to say, like, a specific moment. But I think Cadillac would have to be my biggest moment, uh, my proudest Mm -hmm. moment. And it was something that was literally, that was a word-of-mouth recommendation. And it got over to um, the head of Cadillac, uh, I think it was the business division. And she reached out and was like, I heard about your work. I'm so, you know, I'm so excited to work with you. I went above and beyond to make sure that they were satisfied. And, you know, she's been a, a, a positive light ever since then. Like, she's always recommended me. She's always. Oh no, that was that was just an appearance <laughs> idea. We oh. were at the international auto show, um, but we were, we show I showed up as Bunny the personality. That was not a, a oh, my personal me. red carpet event. 
but I was a I was a personality there. I did do media coverage there. Um, <laughs> but Cadillac was separate from that. So those are mm. two big auto industry events that you know we were uh, we were partaking in. So mm. I'm very thankful, very blessed uh, for both of those opportunities. <laughs> now, what yeah, I told you, I, I don't do this. I don't. I don't. I don't toot my horn. <laughs> Yeah, but it's you hard to toot my horn. I mean, I mean, I, I, I know, I know. Sometimes it's hard to like just talk about yourself in that way and like the things you've done and stuff. But sometimes it's good to like look back and be able to talk positively about the experiences that you've had and the people Very that, the, the the connections and partnerships that you've been able to you know make. Because this is all this episode, like I said, is all about networking. And so you yes. got that that um, opportunity with Cadillac. Through a networking. Through word uh, of mouth. Through word of mouth. Yeah, networking and who you knew, connecting with people. So, um, you know, that's really, really important, I think, to big up that. Um, Next question. What are some Mm -hmm. common misconceptions about the field of PR and communications? Woo! Oh, there are so many misconceptions. Um, You know, what people think, that uh, I, I get a lot of times that people will come up to me, and not necessarily in the PR field. Um, that's kind of my freelance area, but more so media. Um, people think that it's a picture. You know what I'm saying? They think I do all the work that I do for a picture. So I've had people come up to me and say, hey, can I mentor with you or can I work with you? And then once they see the breakdown of everything that goes into or leading up to that picture, then all of a sudden it's, oh, this is too much. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know how you do this. How do you keep up with that? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of it's a lot of work that goes into that one picture that you all see. Like it, I, my hair might not be done. It might not be the best angle, but best <laughs> believe I put in the work to get right. to that point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the connections that were made, the networking that was made. And then it's a, it's a lot harder, too, when you don't really – I don't really – I don't – I have a hard time accepting – um, I don't know how to put it. I, I don't want to say handouts, but I have a hard time accepting anything because I always believe that people want something in return. It's mm. not a lot of people that are genuine, that genuinely want to help to see you win. Mm. Um, and I've experienced a lot of setback in business because of that. So I have a hard time accepting that sometimes. So when people are like, well, how did you get this? Or how did you do that? Like on occasion, absolutely, I've had help. And I would never take away from those who have helped me, and I appreciate them very much. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't realize how much goes into even getting to the point of getting help. Mm. You understand? It's a lot of steps that go into this. And the misconceptions that, oh, it's just, oh, she's hanging with celebs. Oh, she has a person's number. Oh, she does that. Yeah, we'll be getting a lot of pictures. (laughs) Yeah, oh, child, I get that so much. How'd you get that picture? I, yeah. I took it with, with my phone. What do you mean? How did I get a picture? Right. So, you know, it's just a lot yeah. of misconceptions behind that. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I completely, I completely understand that. Um, moving kind of like into the inspirational part of it, mm-hmm. um, what is the best piece of advice that you've received thus far? Best piece of advice that I've seen, be authentic. I've always been told, like, it's really hard for me to change who I am because, like I said, I'm I'm a whole lot of I'm a whole lot of woman. <laughs> um, but I've always been told to be authentic, and that's something that I always tell other people: be authentic in who you are, be authentic mm-hmm. in in your brand, be authentic in the services that you provide, 
all of that really does show through to the consumer, whether you have a product, a service, um, you know, if you're just uh, a consultation, whatever it is that you're providing to that consumer, like, just be authentic. Mm. I like that. Um, yeah, we already talked about that and all the fake people being exposed by trying to be fake Ooh, real. That's a, whole, that's a whole nother segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what are some things that you wish that you had known when you first started? Like some lessons that you've learned kind of like uh, being in the thick of things, in the thick of your career, that you wish that you had known when you first began? Uh, I wish I had known that it was hard work and it wasn't just a pretty picture. I'm not going <laughs> to see, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't one of those people that okay. came into the industry and not expecting to do hard work. Like, I mm-hmm. expected to do work, but I didn't realize it was this hard. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I had to realize myself was that, okay, they're taking pictures, but honey, the work that go behind this. So I kind of had to, you know, reevaluate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to learn that it's not just a pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I had to learn was uh, be authentic. When I first started, you know, of course, like I said, it's really hard to conform me. Um, but I've had a lot of people try. I've had people try to change my name. I've had people try to change my hair color. Um, I've had people try to change my brand as a whole. Mm. Um, and in the beginning when I first started, I was I was open to it. I was like, you know what, yeah, if this is what takes me to the next level or if this is what gets me here, you know, then, of course, I'll do it, no problem. And within three days, I was like, yeah, this blows. I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. I, I, you know, I had, to, I had to be honest with myself. And once I realized that this is me, this is a represent, representation of who I am, then I realized that I'm not changing this for anyone. Can I mm-hmm. make modifications? Absolutely. But if I do, it will be my decision, not because mm-hmm. I need it to get to the next level. And I didn't understand that when I first started. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, no problem. Sure, I'll, I'll do this, or I'll go brown, or I'll, you know, cover this event. And I had to stop that. I had to put a stop to it. Um, so I wish I had known that in the beginning before. Mm-hmm. In the thick now, I can say, like, hey, you're tripping. And, like, now I'm recognized right. when I'm blonde. Like, I'll go out, and people are like, oh, that's funny. She has blonde. And I put, I'm like, girl, I'm so tired of blonde wigs, but hi, boo. <laughs> I like it. I, I and I just it. had to be that part of your brand. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I had to accept it, girl. Yeah, not everybody can rock that, and you rock it very well. Very um, cool. So, you know, you said that you started off doing celebrity interviews with just a phone yeah. and a cardboard box to prop it up because you yeah. didn't have a, uh, what is it called, a tripod stand. And I now had no girl, tripod. I had no camera. Girl, I had nothing. Ooh. I had an old rinky-dink metro phone, Ooh, and I was so discouraged. And, uh, you know, my fiancé was in my ear. He was like, you going to get this? And he's a big crap talker. So he's, you going to do this interview? And I'm like, wait, what? Am I, I am? <laughs> like, how? You know, so it, it, was, it, was a big, um, it was a big eye-opener for me. So you started from there and to now to the point where not only are you doing corporate event hosting, uh, but you're actually connecting other women like you with other like-minded individuals. So um, just thinking towards the future, what do you see your brand, where do you see your brand like in the next five or ten years? Okay, so this is my first time saying this publicly. Okay, it's an exclusive. And I would, this is juicy. This is exclusive. 
So one of the things that I pride myself on is allowing people to use my platform. If you pay attention to my platform, I'm always showcasing someone else's business, someone mm-hmm. else's event, someone else's podcast, someone else's showcase, because that's genuinely where my passion lies. Mm-hmm. So um, I am speaking into existence that within the next five years, I will have a positive platform for people to showcase their business. I would like to be, if you can think Oprah meets BET, mm-hmm. I will have the platform for people to put their stuff on my platform. So mm-hmm. if you have a podcast or if you have a television show or if you have a radio show, you can come over here. You can place it on this network. It's all positive. There will be no no offense, I know. I won't even say it out loud, but there will be no negative stereotype um, mm-hmm. cast shows. Mm-hmm. There will be no drama-filled shows. It's a po- it literally is a positive platform for people to showcase their business okay. or their art or their talent or whatever it is that you do. That you do, as long as it's positive, you will have that platform to showcase your work. So mm. that I'm speaking that into the next existence. I, I want to say like the next BET meets Oprah. So that's what mm. I keep saying. <laughs> I like that. So kind of like a, a media conglomerate in a sense. Absolutely, absolutely. We will have um, a magazine outlet. We will have our podcast outlet. We will also have the television outlet, um, and that will be all avenues that will be available to other people. Mm. I like that. I like that. Thank um, you. <laughs> Now, when you're in business, you always have to be thinking of kind of different ways that you can invest in yourself, whether it be classes, whether it be, um, you know, maybe buying a new suit or a good pair of shoes or uh, investing in new equipment for, you know, for me, for example, for a podcast. What would you say Mm -hmm. has been the best investment that you've made in yourself thus far? The best investment that I made in myself thus far? far um was ooh, that's such a good question i've made a lot of investment over the years um probably was <laughs> getting rid of that ranky dink metro phone <laughs> <laughs> right number one <laughs> i held on to that for so long <laughs> that even my friends were like can you can you not pull that out in public please like it was so bad um so uh definitely investing in myself uh, I was able to upgrade my equipment, of course, and I did. Um, oh, I don't. I don't want to give it away. Uh, <laughs> There's still some secrets. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things that I did to invest was I upgraded my equipment to a level where it's not. You can't just walk into a store and get the red carpet equipment that we have. Mm. This is something that it's a higher quality. It's something that's of corporate quality. Mm. Um, this is not just a regular throw up your backdrop hose and put up your equipment. This is not mm. that type of party. Okay. Um, so that's one of the best things that has managed to set me apart from um, others that are, you know, in the, the um, red carpet industry. Mm-hmm. And in the girl game, one of the things that I've invested in is um, classes as far as speaking. I've never had an issue speaking, um, but I do know that I speak I speak the same way I think. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's not the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, you know, I have, you know, uh, um, honed in on my speaking skills, my webinar skills, being able to create that platform. And, of course, my media skills, media communication, so that when I do have, you know, my next BET platform, then it's of quality that people will want to have their show on our, our, our um, showcase. Mm. Okay. 
I like I like that. I mean, it's really important to invest in yourself, whether, like I said, it be a class, upgrading your equipment, getting a mentor, uh, but learn understanding that the learning journey and the process is never done. No matter how far you are in your career, there's always something more that you could learn or be taught or something that you could improve on. Um, I think that that's really important that you take time for that. Um, the last question before we go to commercial break, what advice would you give to yourself as a graduating senior in the communications field? <laughs> um, forget everything you have learned, literally. There is nothing like working in the masses. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't necessarily want to say the masses, but there's nothing that you can compare to being in the field as a reporter. There's no class, there's no amount of books that you can read. There are no amount of um like preparation that can prepare you for dealing with the situations that you deal with in the field. You have to be impromptu and literally everything that you learn in school prepares you to not be impromptu. It prepares you to be ready. And a lot of times in the field, when you're a journalist or um, a freelance or anything like that, then there's no amount of anything that can prepare you for what you have to deal with. They can teach you what to say, um, but they can't teach you how to handle your emotions. Like, you're still a person. Mm-hmm. So the first time I had to do a report with someone whose family member had gotten killed, like, it was so emotional for me. I had to do five takes because mm-hmm. I, just could, I just couldn't get it together. There was no amount of schooling that prepared me for that. Mm. There was no amount of empathy that could prepare me for that. There there was no amount of, of a teacher talking in the back of my head that could get me ready for that moment. So, you know, be human. Be be human. Don't be this, this communications robot or this media mm. robot that doesn't feel, they don't think, they don't they don't um they don't have a mind for themselves. Don't be like that, you know. Mm. Of course, I'm not I'm not going against my education. I'm thankful for it. But remember that you're a person too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that just speaks to also, like you said a lot during this interview, your brand of authenticity and just being being yourself and being real. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. and people feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not no Cardi B. You know what I'm saying? I'm not walking around with my tongue. I talk about Al. I mean, I I do, but you know, I don't. But it, she's telling you that it's okay to be yourself. And mm-hmm. people rock with that, you know, whether yeah. it's, if they didn't then, then they do now. And people appreciate that. Like, I want to yeah. know that I'm genuinely being cared for, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think when you're yourself, you, in a in a sense, you unconsciously give other people the permission to be themselves, too. Because when they yeah. look up to you, they're like, oh, well, she does it, man. Shit, I, well, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to cuss on this podcast. Oops. <laughs> uh, I guess I could do it, too, because she is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, with that note, yeah, we're but gonna it's go. okay. What else go I had to the commercial break? <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking to Bunny Bay uh, from the Bunny Hole about how she became a boss in the PR and communications industry. And after the break, Bunny and I will share some helpful resources that will help you build your business. And we'll get into our listener letters in the Ask a Boss segment. Stay tuned. The Boss Bar Podcast will be right back after these few messages. Hey, bosses. Are you interested in promoting your business on a global scale? 
Do you need help to formulate a strategic message for your clients? Would you like to possibly have your products and services showcased in print, digital, television, or perhaps even this podcast? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you should definitely consider advertising with Boss Up Magazine. Boss Up Magazine is the official place where bosses make power moves. We offer affordable solutions that empower businesses to level up by promoting their brand on a higher scale. Don't delay. Contact us now at info at bossupmag.org to make your boss move today. That's info at bossupmag.org. And now, back to the show. Hey guys, we're back and now it's time for Ask a Boss. Oh wait, that actually is not right. I knew something was wrong. Okay, I was scrolled down too far. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Hey guys, we're back and it's time for Boss Tools. This is a segment in our show where we share helpful tips that you can use in your business. If you have a tool you think our listeners would benefit from, send a message to bossbarpod at gmail.com. The tool that I want to talk about is an app called Planoli. Uh, Planoli is basically an app you use on your phone that helps to schedule your uh, posts on Instagram, both posts and Instagram stories. And, I mean, I used to wake up extra early every morning to just post and make sure I had something on my feed for engagement. And it really took up a lot of my time depending on, like, how detailed I wanted the post to be. It was just a really long time. But, now that I have Planoli, um, I'm kind of able to plan out my Instagram posts. Um, if I'm really productive, I can get them a week or more in advance and schedule it down to the time and second that I want it to post. And uh, I also get like an advanced grid of kind of like what the feed will look like. And I don't have to wake up putting content together like on the fly every morning. I can wake up. You know, I still try to wake up early in the morning because, you know, that's what millionaires do and that's where I'm headed. But uh, instead of being glued to my phone trying to put something together, I can do things like work out, meditate, have a good breakfast, maybe go back to sleep, uh, depending on what's going on. So if you guys want to try Planoli, uh, I'm pretty sure you can check it out. It's fr- it's a free app in all both app stores and both um uh, Apple and Android, it's free. There is a paid version that you can try and download as well, but the free version works just fine for me. Like I said, you can use it and you can plan out your Instagram stories and also your feed. Um, so do you have a boss tool that you like to share? I do. Um, I actually have two that I would love to share. Okay. My first one is the Selfish Selfish Babe app. Um, I love this app because it is like the mobile version of Girl Gang. Um, (laughs) It is a community where they have inspirational texts. They have um, daily motivational texts. You can get on there and review objects. Um, You can review services. You can get just like a, you know, it's like a really happy-go-lucky app. Um, a lot of things that I do on my platform are censored because there are a lot of entrepreneurs and we don't want to affect their business. Mm-hmm. Selfish babe, they give it to you, you know, straight and raw. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not censored. 
and it gives you that extra oomph. Like, okay, girl, you know what? You got it. You good. You got this. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, my second is Canva. I love Canva. Like, Me I too. am addicted to Canva. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's so crazy is my entire first year um, as a freelance, I did not use Canva. I struggled so hard with content. Oh. I was like, why does it look like this? It looks horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, then uh, a PR actually introduced me to Canva, and I've been hooked. I have been hooked. Mm-hmm. So uh, com. there is a free version, of course, and then there is the paid version. Both of them help you create content. Um, not just for your social media platforms, but for your website platform. Mm-hmm. If you just have a regular flyer that you would like to create, if you have a website that you would like to create, a banner. It's so much. It's, there's so many aspects to Canva that, like, I don't even think I've explored them all. But mm-hmm. it's just it's just an amazing app. So you have the time, get on there, play around, come up with something that's uniquely you, and go for it. I love, yeah, I love Canva. Canva is my buddy, yeah, and I, I think... Especially when you're, like, working with a brand, once you commit to, like, a particular design set, it's very easy yeah. to just go on there, okay, this is my background, this is the font I'm going to use, and this is what I want to type yes. in, type it in, and you're good to go. I love it. Canva's yes. great. It's so easy. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> and the other one you said was just Selfish Babe app? Yes, it is the Selfish Babe app. It was featured in a couple of platform on a couple of platforms. I think the biggest one was Shade Room, um, oh. and it just is. Yeah, it's a really dope app. Like it just is all for females empowerment, encouragement, and inspiration. Like it's just really nice. I love it. Okay, okay, <clears throat> I definitely check that out. Um, so now we're going to get into the Ask a Boss segment, which is our listener letters. And I'm really excited because we have some really good listener letters from, um, listeners from all over. Um, and if you guys have any questions about, um, starting a business, being motivated, or you just want to say hello, just shoot us an email at bossbarpod at gmail.com or send us a DM on the Instagram or Twitter pages and we'll make sure that we get it on the air. The first question comes from Miracle, who is actually from the city of Detroit. She is a communications student at Hampton University. And her question, go HBCUs. Um, And her question is, how do you stay true to yourself when representing clients from different backgrounds than yours? And have you ever had to turn down a client? Oh, goodness, yes. I'll answer the last part first. Yes, I've absolutely had to turn down clients. Um, In the beginning, I didn't. In the beginning, I was willing to accept just about anything that came my way because I was young, I was eager, and I was excited, and I realized that everyone is not for me, and I am not for everyone. Um, Mm. So that is a major way to stay authentic to yourself, to your brand, um, to represent your clients. Understand that you may not see eye to eye with your clients all the time. However, um, being authentic to yourself and making sure that your client is authentic to themselves, you all should be able to come to a, a compromise. So mm. being understanding who your client is, not just who they appear to be, mm-hmm. um, not just the representation that they put out, but understanding who your client really is is a, is a big plus in being able to represent them in the mm-hmm. way that they want to be represented. Like, everyone, like um, the nice way to put it is 
I, my real name isn't funny, but I present myself as funny. So mm-hmm. in that sense, other people approach me as funny. They respect me as funny. So that's the relationship that you want to have with your client. You want to know your client personally, but you want to represent them as the person that they want to be, mm, yes. as a brand that they represent themselves as. Mm-hmm. So it's, sometimes it can be a challenge, uh, especially as a communication specialist, as a PR expert. <clears throat> Excuse me. Especially as a PR expert, it can be really hard because you may not see eye to eye, but know that what you're doing is best for your client and that you have the experience, you have the knowledge, you have the background, and you know what your clients need. A lot of times in PR, your clients don't know what you need until you give it to them. So mm-hmm. once you give it to them, then they understand that this is why you did this. So sometimes, I'm not saying go against the grain with them, but sometimes just be authentic to what you know, be authentic to who you are and how you choose to represent your brand, and then they'll know what to expect. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you pretend to be someone else or you pretend to represent people in a certain way, then you get a client that wants to be represented that way, and that's not really who you are. It's going to show yeah. in your client's work. So if you're authentic yeah. to yourself, then, of course, you know, your work will show yeah, I think also, like, just thinking about taking on clients, um, it, it's really good to make sure that you ask those questions up front. Yeah. Like, you ask, you know, what are your expectations of this project that we're taking on? What are some mm-hmm. things that you want to highlight and make sure that, you know, what are what are your goals? What do you want to see happen? Mm-hmm. Like, making sure that those expectations are clear um, going into something with your client. And um, I think probably, definitely, not even probably, definitely if you're doing PR, um, it's probably very important to make sure you have things written out. Like, you have contracts oh, that people sign. Like, you don't have to know, like, uh, verbally. Everything has paperwork. Yeah. Listen, yeah. when I say everything has to have some mm-hmm. form of documentation, mm-hmm. whether it is a rec- I learned very early on that all of my calls are recorded, and I let everyone know who calls me. If it's for any bur- business purposes, my calls are recorded. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you cover your tracks. That was yeah. a um, that was a key turning point for me for turning down clientele. When a clientele refused to be recorded for certain reasons, I would understand. But it's just in general, if a clientele or if a client would say, like, oh, I, I, don't, I just don't want to talk on a recorded line or I'm not doing this, like, if I can't provide any written documentation or any physical evidence that we've even had this conversation, like, I can't trust your word to pay my mm-hmm. bills. Yeah. I, you know, I respect what you got going on, but I can't trust I need some physical form that we're moving forward in a way that is appropriate to both of our brands. And yeah. um, and that was that was really difficult for me because I was excited. It was a big name, and I was like, yeah, we can do this. And he just was like, no. And he, and he mm. was like, you know, he actually turned me down. You know, he mm. was like, nope, not ready. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not time yet, not ready. So then the next client I was able to turn down because they were not ready. They did not understand the services that I could provide to them. They wanted things a certain way. And like I said previously, if I don't promise anything that I can't deliver. Mm. And be be real with your clients. When you sit down and you talk to them, tell them what you can and cannot deliver. And mm. if you cannot deliver, it's okay to turn down that client. Yeah. It's okay to refer them to someone who can deliver. Because if you say that you do crisis PR and they have a crisis at 3 o'clock in the morning and they call you and you can't handle it, guess what? That's your reputation. 
Yeah. That's your whole background. That's your whole forefront. You know, everything you work for is gone. So, yeah. you know, just be authentic. It's okay. You know, it's okay. I had to learn it. It's okay to turn people down sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this next question is a little juicy-ish. Um, it, comes from, it comes from Sharon from Memphis. She owns hey, a Sharon. hair company. Yeah, Memphis in the house. Okay, so Sharon says, I've heard a lot of feedback from people that my social media style is too abrasive and forward. Some of them even say that I'm rude. However, I feel like people ask the same questions over and over again, which wastes my time. I much rather spend my time making sure that my product is perfect and that my paying clients are happy, but I know that my social media image is important. How can I change this perception while also making sure that I'm still able to provide excellent service to my clients that are paying me? (laughs) Listen, Sharon, you listen, honey, let me tell you. Everything, (laughs) I will be 100% upfront with you. Everything is not for everyone. So if you feel comfortable making sure that you have the correct product to produce to your clients, and I wouldn't say customer service, per se is your your is your forte then hire someone to do it for you because mm-hmm. it's so important that you are relatable to people um, on certain levels and if that's not you there's uh, several entrepreneurs or business owners that are behind the scenes and they prefer to be that way because they know that they aren't people persons that you're, you know they aren't a people person um, they know that they can't speak on a certain level to kind of relate to everyone. And I know it's time-consuming when you get the same questions over and over and over and over again, but that's to you. So if someone who's never had your product before, never even had a weave before, girl, mm-hmm. is they out here, never even had a weave, and they come to you and then they get a rude response or an abrasive response, they're not going to want to not even try your product. Right, but you right. lost, you, you, you may have lost another customer for someone else as well. So. Yeah. You know, you don't want to turn anyone off from your product. So Mm -hmm. if that's not your thing and it's okay, then hire someone that is their thing. Mm -hmm. We do social media management. So if you need someone to go ahead and manage your social media to respond to those questions, or you can set automatic questions. You can always set automatic responses to where if someone's asking the same question, you send the same response. If you get that same question over and over again, send the same response. Just do a simple copy and paste or have mm-hmm. your settings set. So those are some easy ways that you can kind of avoid that conflict because we never want you to change who you are. We want you right. to be authentic. And if not dealing with customers is authentic, then by all means, <laughs> be authentic. But just know that there's a clientele out there that's looking and they will be turned off by that presentation. There's nothing you can do about that. And it's not that you can't have that, oh, well, they're not for me attitude. I hate that attitude. Everyone is for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Everything is not for everything. I'm sorry, everyone is not for everything, but everyone is for everyone. So you can relate Mm -hmm. to somebody on some way, shape, or form, level, something. You have something in common with just about everyone that you So you have to make sure that your, um, your social media is set to where people can relate to it. And if it's yeah. not your thing, it's people out here who do it for you. Or you can yeah. set the automatic responses. That way it's automatically responded and you're spending your time focusing on the clientele that you already have. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sharon, I think I would say um, the customer is always right, uh, whether they are a potential <laughs> customer or a paying customer, as you refer to them um, as such. And you want to keep them all happy, whether they're potential customers or you're paying customers. It sounds like you, you really have a good mm-hmm. um current customer base of people that are, you know, bringing cash flow in, but you also want to make sure that you're always adding more clients to um, that pool that you have. So uh, like Bunny said, maybe you can hire somebody or you could refer them to a frequently asked questions um, portion on your page. I know someone that I, a page that I was on, I was, uh, I'm doing a photo shoot for this podcast this weekend, and I was looking up uh, makeup, yeah, whoop, whoop, looking up makeup artists, and actually on her page in the, you know how like you can make highlights on your actual Instagram mm-hmm. story? She had an Insta- mm-hmm. she had one of those stories that said like frequently asked questions, price list, uh, to do things that you can do and not do when you come to my home or whatever, like different things like that. So, like, you know, you could just click on that and any pretty much the questions that you may want to ask are already there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love that. So I I love that created a system that it wasn't wasn't more work for her. Uh, It it doesn't come across as abrasive as you're just saying, oh, look at my Mm -hmm. frequently asked questions. They're right there. Or if they even if they Mm -hmm. do ask you, you can just copy and paste that or, you know, yes. send that picture of the image that you created. So just think of ways yes. that you can make it automated or hire somebody else or make it simple for you, but you always want to keep, uh, be customer-focused, whether they're potential clients or current clients. Absolutely. You want to make sure that you're keeping them happy at all costs. Um, our last question comes, uh, another question from Detroit. <laughs> uh, this comes from a listener, and they want to know, Bunny, about a time that you failed. Okay, listen, you guys, listen up. I fail every single day. And I say this question, I know. I say it and people think that I'm crazy. I I literally, that will be the title of my book if I ever write one. I fail every single day. Now, let me tell you why. I fail, not intentionally, of course, because no one sets out to fail, but I have a goal of being the best version of myself that I can every single day and I don't always reach that goal so if it's something as simple as you know I didn't get my calendar you know I I didn't knock something off my to-do list or I didn't feed the cat today or you know what I'm saying I didn't brush my hair the way that I wanted to in Mm. some way shape or form I look at that as failure and not as in failure in a way to where to discourage myself but to motivate myself because I have this goal of being the very best me possible, mm-hmm. looking at a certain aspect of my day as failure motivates me to do better the next day. Mm. So if today I forgot to feed my cat, and I was like, dang, I failed to keep my, feed my cat today. You know, like I can't fail because the cat's going to die if I don't feed it. So the next day, what am I going to do? I'm going to get up and I'm going to feed my cat. I don't right. care if I fill his bowl up and he eat out of it all day. I remember because I hate failure. I hate failure. So if I look at something as a failure, then I, it motivates me to do better the next day. So in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form, I never complete everything on my to-do list. I don't care if you check off your to-do list and then you lay down in bed and be like, man, I forgot to wash my toes. It's something silly, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if I, I, that's how I personally deal with failure. 
Um, that's how I motivate myself to keep going. That's a part of what keeps me going to the next day. So there's some aspect of my day that I fail in every single day, and I'm okay with that. Now, my method is not for everyone because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know yeah. people look at success and they're just like, I'm a winner, I win, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if I win every, you know what I'm saying, if I win every single day when I, when I fail, it's going to hurt that much harder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, 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 you're going to hit that much harder. So if mm. I accept the fact that every day won't be perfect, yeah. at some point in every day I'm going to mess up, at some point in every day I'm going to maybe not have something in on, on a deadline or maybe not have an article finished the way that I want it to be finished or to not have a publication published on time or whatever the case is, if I, if I understand that I'm not perfect, then I can keep working towards the goal of being perfect. But if you think you're perfect, what are you going to adjust about yourself? If you think you got it all together, how are you going to improve? How do you upgrade? How do you motivate yourself? How do you encourage others if you think you got it all together? You can't because you think you're perfect. Yeah. So if you accept the fact that you're not perfect, every day is not going to be great. Every day you're not going to wake up and be super motivated to go forward. So once you accept that fact, and you work towards being better every single day, then you understand I'm just I'm, I'm working towards a better version of myself, and that's all that you can do. Mm. And that's I, how I feel every day. I, <laughs> I, really, I really like that perspective because I'm the type of person, I'm the opposite. I'm motivated by success. But you're right, though. When you don't have those super successful days, then you then that's when you do feel like a failure. But if you look at it the opposite way and you're, like, motivated by your failures because you know every day is a that chance can do to better. do something yeah. better. Every day, Absolutely. you know, I can look and say, okay, I didn't do this exactly how I wanted. I didn't like that I didn't wake up at the time that I wanted to wake up or mm-hmm. I didn't like how I looked today when I walked out the door. Well, tomorrow this is what I'm going to do to make sure that I have the time mm-hmm. to look good or this is what I'm going to do to make sure that I complete those tasks mm-hmm. the following day. Uh, instead of looking at it that way. So I, I, I really do appreciate that perspective. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's just about time for us to wrap up the show, uh, but I'm going to give you one Aww, last chance. You've so much fun. We've got to have you all here again, actually, definitely uh, for a real boss bar, another boss bar moment. Yes, yes. <laughs> But uh, what advice do you have for people that would like to follow in your footsteps? Don't do it. Run. I know you were going to say that. That's so funny. Like, literally, when after I came out of my office, I was like, yeah, she's probably going to say don't. If no one else has said it, I will say it. Don't do it. No. Um, you know, if someone wants to follow in my footsteps, you know, I always just say just be yourself. Like network. You really I really am big on networking. So networking net worth is something that I say a lot, even though, you know, I apologize, but it's not my original slogan. I really don't know where I picked it up from, but it applies. So I, I preach networking net worth. So get out there, talk to people that you don't know. Mm. Um, you know, shake hands with the entrepreneurs. Shake hands with the CEOs. Shake hands with the janitor. You don't know who you don't know. So if you get out there and you really genuinely net- network and um, you're authentic with yourself, then you'll go further than you ever thought possible. Absolutely do your work. Do your research. Be on time. You know, those are strictly 
bylaws that everyone knows that everybody adheres by. But I would just say, be yourself. You know, that work your network. Like you never know who's going to be who. I've seen janitors turn into CEOs. I've seen CEOs become homeless. So mm. really get out there and, and whoo, girl, I got some stories, okay? Mm. <laughs> but get out there. Be yourself. Put yourself out there. Put your authentic self out there, and people will appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is a question I ask everybody that comes on the show, mm-hmm. and you have to also answer it. There's no getting out of it. Oh, a lot of people, they don't like to answer this question because they feel like they're too I can't say no. <laughs> no, sure can't. What is <laughs> Bunny a boss? <laughs> and you are a boss, a boss because you're on the show. <laughs> yes, you are. If y'all didn't know, I was singing bossy by Katie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what makes Bunny a boss? I am a boss because I empower other people to be bosses. I am a boss because I motivate other people to be the best version of themselves. I'm not a boss because of anything that I've achieved for myself. I'm a boss because I pour into other people and I allow them to believe that they can be a boss too. That to me is the definition of a boss. Boom. Short, straight to the point. That's a perfect clip. I just want you to know already right off the bat, that's the clip that's going on every and once again how can we get involved support follow you uh be a part of the girl gang plug yourself tell me again how we can do that all right so um the biggest part right now you can find me on any social media platform on instagram i am bunny the blogger bunny is spelled b-u-n-n-i-e and on in, um, Facebook, I'm sorry, I am Bunny May, B-U-N-N-I-E-M-A-E. You can also go to my website at bunnyhole.com, which is the name of my platform. <laughs> I know it sounds funny. It's not provocative. <laughs> you can also go on mygirlganginc.com. But if you follow me on social media, all of the tags will be there. All of the website links will be there. So make sure you all hop in and follow us. Yes, y'all. Make sure y'all follow her. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really, really appreciate you um, just coming and sharing some words of wisdom on the importance of networking and our little impromptu, another little drink date that we had. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for the next one. I'm so excited. Like, uh, a boss loves a boss bar, right? <laughs> no, dude, life is hard sometimes. So you just got to do okay. what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Woo, child. <laughs> I probably said that about a million times. Woo, child. <laughs> right. <laughs> so once again, you guys can uh, get in touch with Bunny by looking her up on social media. She's Bunny the Blogger, B-U-N-N-I-E the Blogger. Check her out and join the Girl Gang at www.girlganginc.com to get more information about how you can become a boss and join the network of Boss Collectives. Thank you again for coming on the show. And you guys, we will check you out next time on the Boss Bar. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Boss Bar Podcast, brought to you by Boss Up Magazine. Tune in each and every Thursday for an intimate conversation between emerging entrepreneurs and successful business owners. 
If you would like to have your business featured on the show or have a question you would like to ask the bosses, send us an email at bossbarpod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week at the Boss Bar.